Welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I'm Celestina, a chef, dietitian, and total foodie. Each week, I chat with another awesome RD so we can learn a bit more about how diverse our profession really is and how much we can benefit from collaborating with fellow RDs. Community. 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 The importance of surrounding yourself with others in your niche, the field, or other entrepreneurs comes up again in this episode. When I moved to Germany in 2020, I moved away from a community of entrepreneurs and health professionals I really connected with and felt supported by. I arrived in a country where I, one, can't speak the language well, two, can't work on the local economy, and three, was pretty deep in COVID restrictions. I lost the sense of community and I didn't realize how integral it was in my business and my mindset until several months without it. So I went online for it. Initially, I guessed it at virtual sessions of BNI at crazy hours my times because of the time difference. And then I realized that the people I truly wanted to connect with were my fellow RDs and those in the health and wellness world. And they were all on Instagram where I was already hanging out. Perfect. I know that social media can be really draining, creating this feeling that we need to compare ourselves to everyone and possibly feelings of inadequacy, but it can also be amazing for genuine connection. From the virtual connections I've made over Instagram this past year, I've had the unbelievable opportunity to meet with five RDs in person and build real relationships offline. Like I said in the last episode, you never know what connections can come from a DM or a follow on a social platform. And if you feel like you'd vibe with someone, shoot them a DM. And just like I said last week, if that scares the shit out of you to connect with someone virtually, hit me up on Instagram and I will happily make an introduction even if I don't know that person. So in keeping with that feeling, that need to connect, I'm creating a monthly community Google Meet lunch chat. I still don't have a better name for it, but this is gonna be a place for RDs to virtually connect, to discuss challenges that they're facing in their business, to gain insights from each other, to form real bonds, real relationships, and then have the opportunity to chat about different topics in breakout spaces. The first lunch chat is happening next Monday, mark your calendars, June 13th at 12 p.m. EST. The sign up for that is in the show notes. It's totally free. So if this feels aligned and you want to start connecting with other RDs in this space who, if they're listening to this podcast, probably have a very similar mindset to you and are down to create community, to collab in different ways, I would love for you to be there next Monday, June 13th at 12 p.m. EST. The link to sign up is in the show notes. So let's dive into my chat with Haley Gorelli. She's a registered dietitian and certified diabetes care and education specialist, CDCES. I can't believe they changed that and made it so long. Growing up as a dancer, she always was trying for the perfect ballet body, starting her diet journey at a young age. Her chronic dieting led to hormone imbalances and even weight gain. So after many more attempts, failed attempts at diets. She learned that restricting wasn't the answer. She also learned to eat and fuel her body to end that diet cycle. And now she's passionate about helping women who are drained, discouraged, and just plain fed up with constant dieting to lose weight and be more comfortable in their own skin. She's passionate about helping women with hormone imbalances and conditions such as PCOS discover how they can optimize their metabolism and help them discover what works best for them as an individual through her functional approach to nutrition. Haley Grelly, welcome to the Dietitian Collaborative Podcast. I am so stoked to have you on today. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right. So let's dive into the three most important questions ever. Are you ready? Yes. What is your bucket list travel destination? 
I couldn't decide between going back to Italy or New Zealand. Ooh, I feel like a new adventure. Go New Zealand, girl. Get wild yeah. and crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I had the opportunity during my internship, actually, to go to Fiji and do a missions trip. So I felt like I kind of got a taste of what New Zealand was like. But I think I'd love to go back and explore a little bit there, too. That's super cool. All right. Question number two. What is your favorite meal of all time? This is funny because I was actually just talking to my father-in-law about this and our top three favorite meals. And <laughs> I feel like this kind of changes for me. But right now, for some reason, I'm I'm going to go with like a really good filet mignon Ooh. with a baked potato and some green beans that are like cooked to perfection. That sounds pretty delicious. I feel like there needs to be butter involved. Is there butter involved? Oh, I feel like that's a given with any baked potato. So. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All right. And then coffee or cocktails? Definitely going to have to go with coffee on this one. How do you take it? A lot of different ways. So I'll drink it black if it's a good cup of coffee. Fun fact, my dad actually bought us a, a small coffee, like a hot at-home coffee roaster. Ooh. So my husband's been roasting our coffee beans. So I feel like I'm spoiled in the quality of the coffee that we've had recently. Oh, 100%. We're out right now, so I'm like <laughs> struggling to get through my day without that coffee. But yeah, so I think that's why I'd have to go with coffee. That's pretty bougie, and I'm yeah. kind of jelly. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's like become almost a chore from for him, unfortunately. But it, I'm very grateful that we have that. It yeah. saves us money, honestly, because no doubt you buy like the unroasted beans, and it works out really well. That's so sweet. Okay, well, now that we know literally everything about you and all of your coffee drinking <laughs> habits, tell me a little bit about your early RD journey and how that led you to where you're at right now. Yeah, so I actually went to school for nutrition, not even knowing what an RD was or knowing that I uh -huh. needed to do an internship or anything like that. I was just so interested in nutrition at that point that I just wanted to study it. So I think it was my junior year of college that I actually realized I needed to do an internship if I wanted to do what I wanted to do with oh, nutrition. Wow. So that was interesting. But at, after I learned that, I applied, of course, and I actually didn't get in the first round. I know the matching process is so competitive, but yeah. I was able to get in second round to a new program cool. and it ended up working out perfectly. I loved the program and met a lot of great friends there. So after that, I ended up working per diem in a hospital, acute care hospital, and I actually started working at a prison for my first full-time job. What? So not where I expected myself to end up and not where I wanted to stay long-term, but it was a really interesting learning experience to start off there for sure. Tell me more. I'm, I've literally never even heard of this position for an RD. So like, what does one do? Are you working with the prisoners? Are you working with people who work there? What does that look like? Yeah. So it's with actual prisoners. So technically it's a state hospital. So it's mentally ill inmates oh, wow. that I was working with. So there was quite the spectrum of uh, mental illness there between men who were, I hate to say this, but in some instances they would 
fake depression or fake symptoms to be able to kind of get out of the prison setting because the setting they were in at the state hospital was a lot more lax. They were not handcuffed or anything. They had free roam of the facilities. Yeah. So there were men who did that, but then there was also men who were severely mentally ill with schizophrenia. And so I learned a lot about mental illness in that setting. Yeah. However, it was tough because my passion is helping people to prevent diseases and manage their diseases. And in that setting, they had very little control over their food choices. It was all served to them. And the one thing they had that they did have control over in their choice was going to what they called the canteen. And that was getting a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of junk food and everything. So it was a tough environment, but again, definitely a good learning experience for uh, a newer RD. Wow. That is, that is so different. Okay. So then after that learning experience, what was the next step? (laughs) So I always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to do private practice again, going into nutrition in college. I always thought that's what I was going to do. And I knew it was going to be a big financial step for me. So from there, I took another position at an outpatient clinic, which I was there for a couple of years, around two and a half, three years. But I learned a lot there as well, a lot more on the diabetes side. I became a certified diabetes educator. Now they've changed the name, but we don't have to go into that. And again, another area I never thought I would go into is diabetes, but I love it. I love all things blood sugar and metabolism at this point. So I feel like the combination of my history with hormone imbalances and eating issues, body image issues, the whole gamut, and just experience with my work has led me to where I am now working mainly with women with PCOS. I feel like PCOS, maybe it's just diagnosis has gone up in a couple, like the last couple of years, but I feel like I've heard more people being diagnosed with PCOS, especially probably like around my age group than ever before, which is insane to me. So I love that you're working in this area because it does really go hand in hand, right? Like the the blood sugar Mm -hmm. management aspect of it. And a lot of the times the food choice aspect of it, or the, the mentality of the food choice aspect behind it, because people with PCOS have a tendency of like having struggling, losing weight. And there, there's so much behind that. So I kind of love that you're in this space. Tell me a little bit more about, I guess, what drives you? Like what's, what what gets you fired up in this space? (laughs) Yeah, that's a great question. So when I started my private practice a little over a year ago, well, let me back up. So (laughs) Growing up, I grew up as a dancer and what led me into nutrition was not the healthiest thing, but really it came from a place of wanting that perfect ballet body. And I ended up having, I was never diagnosed with any eating disorder or anything, but definitely had some disordered eating now that I look back, which led me into having thyroid issues. I miss, I was missing my period for several months on and off. So I had clearly impacted my hormones and I didn't realize that mattered at the time. You know, when you're younger, it's like, great, I don't have a period. I don't have to worry about this. But as I continued to learn more about nutrition and just women's health in general, realizing that those were formative years and I really impact my future health. But so having that experience, I wanted to work with women with eating disorders. And then as I learned more about nutrition and worked with some eating disorder 
clients just through school and everything, I realized that's definitely not the route I wanted to go. Okay. So what fires me up is understanding how that feels to feel so frustrated and how foreign it can, you can feel in your own body because you don't feel that what you're doing, like you're maybe feeling like you're eating the healthiest you can and that's not showing up in how you want to look, or you're not being able to minimize any of your symptoms because you just knowing how frustrating it can be and how little guidance is out there for a lot of women who are struggling with any sort of hormonal imbalance or diagnoses like PCOS, that fires me up. Just seeing all the crazy recommendations online these days and seeing that women are listening to that. And unfortunately that a lot of it's dangerous and damaging advice in my opinion. Totally. I think that there is a culture out there of like, a pill can fix everything. Like there's a quick fix to X, Y, and Z. And when people see that they get fired up because they're like, Oh, I can fix this like this. Yes. Like this, something that I've been doing on my body for 10 years and I can fix it in two months. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) Like it sounds too good to be true because it is because it is too good to be true. So I think it really is important that RDs are on social media helping people and guiding them in the the right direction, not trying to give them this like secret sauce that's going to make it all better in two days, you know, but it's something that we like actually have to put the effort into. And what helps with that is support of someone who's kind of experienced it, someone Mm -hmm. who's worked with other people and seen success. And I feel like that really makes the difference in this niche, especially. Definitely. And I, you were just saying you've seen a lot of, or heard a lot of women being diagnosed with PCOS and just feeling like it's becoming more prevalent. I think that there's RDs and dietitians who are growing a lot more in this woman's health space as well, which I think is fantastic because I feel like there's so much information about there already. And oftentimes that holds me back sometimes because I feel like, oh, there's already people talking about that. I don't need to. But that's because that's the world I'm in. There's so many people out there who have been diagnosed with PCOS or are struggling with that area and don't realize that information's out there. So I think the more we can work together as a community of dietitians to put more information out there, collaborate together and learn from each other, I think the more we're going to reach the people who need it. Totally. And you're a snowflake, Haley. There is no one else like you. So I feel like that's also, of course, like that's such an important thing to remember. You're right. There are a ton of other people saying exactly what you're saying, but no one's saying it the way you're saying it, which is why it's so important that you just have to keep saying it. And I feel like I said, say it a lot, but you got to say it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And I think that's something that keeps me going too. I mean, owning your own business, I feel like is such a roller coaster and has put self growth for me over this last year on steroids. And I've learned so much about myself and continue to learn. And I really appreciate that and love to learn about myself and grow. But there are some tough times. And I would say that's one of them feeling like, oh, all this information is already out there. Why should I say it? But as you said, you're going to relate to people differently, right? So there's someone out there when you're looking for a dietitian or a healthcare provider, you want someone that you relate to and be able to connect with. A hundred percent. Let's dig into this business journey a little bit more. What else, what else has been kind of an aha moment within your first year of business? Oh, goodness. I'd have to narrow it down to just one. 
I mean, give me like the top three. I don't know. (laughs) I would say consistency the biggest thing staying consistent and just learning that staying consistent is such an important thing and it's funny because that's what I think a lot of us teach our clients is that oh you aren't going to see results overnight you need to stay with this for more than a couple weeks to see any changes and the same thing goes for business so that's something I'm constantly working on and I think a lot of that has to do with my ups and downs with my mindset around things, yeah. but just pushing through that and continuing to show up. That's huge. So I actually recently did a live with a dietitian on Instagram and her handle is actually dietitian values. Mm-hmm. And she really hones in on like figuring out what your values are as an RD, like personal business and how they kind of flow together because it can be really easy to get lost in the day-to-day, got to do it, got to do it, got to do it, burn yourself out. And then you lose that like positive mindset. You lose the drive to continue to do the things. So I feel like if you have a sense of like what your, like what your business values are, yes, but like what your personal values are and like what you want out of whatever you're doing, it makes the day-to-day a lot. I don't want to say easier. It's never going to be easier, but it just makes it a little bit more clear. You know what I mean? Definitely. And I love that. And I think it's so important because that's something I felt like I lost because I always had this idea that I was going to go into private practice. And when I was working in the clinic, I always had these ideas like, oh, if I was just had my own business, I could talk about these things. I could work on these things. But then when I got into business more I I always had it on the side, but when I went more full-time, committed more time to it, I felt like I did lose that and lost some of that passion because I got so caught up in the nitty gritty of, oh, this is how I have to market things. This is what I should be doing versus connecting with that passion and what I really want to be doing and how I can be helping people. Shouldn't on yourself, man. (laughs) I'm really good at that. <laughs> All right. So you said you couldn't narrow it down to one. So is there something else over the past year that has also been an aha moment in addition to consistency? Like you said, the, the snowflake thing. So realizing that <laughs> it's okay to reiterate the same information that you've said before and also what other dietitians say because we need to get it out. People need to hear it over and over again. One thing I've struggled with in relation to consistency is feeling like I need to constantly come up with new ideas. But in reality, people need to really hone in on those foundational pieces and they need to hear it, see it, do it, everything over and over again for it to become a part of their life. So it's okay to repeat yourself over and over again. I think that is super important because like when we show up on social media in particular, we feel like we're being repetitive because we hear ourselves, right? Like Mm -hmm. we listen to ourselves a hundred percent of the times we're like, I just said that like two days ago. Should I say that again? Yeah. A hundred percent. You should say that again. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. And then also you hear yourself over and over again and thinking about like social media, people are not constantly hearing your message every day right? Literally 7% of your followers hear something. Yeah. It's crazy. (laughs) That's a whole nother ball game is just learning the social media and marketing (laughs) side with the algorithm and all of that. I feel like you need a whole nother degree in that area to work towards your business. So 
totally. I feel like even in the last year, granted, I didn't know you last year, but it sounds like you have your shit together. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't feel that way. So I appreciate you saying that. <laughs> from an outside perspective, looking in like, like remembering where I was at year one, granted, it was a completely different business model slash social media wasn't really a thing five years ago, like in the way that it is now for businesses, yeah. especially online. But I feel like you figured out a good majority of like the nitty gritty of having to like, just do it. Like everything on repeat essentially is, is kind of the well-oiled machine of a solopreneurship. Yeah. And I would say for me, one thing that's come to mind and has been another aha moment is that building a community is really essential. I felt that even in my past positions, like working in the state hospital, unfortunately it was, a toxic environment between the other dietitians and it was already such a stressful environment to be working in. And then on top of it, just your coworkers didn't make it any easier. So I never felt like I had a sense of community there. And then the next job I had, I was the only dietitian in my part of the County. So it was again, not much community. And then when you go to work for yourself, especially if you're working from home, doing all virtual, it can be very lonely. So building up community of other dietitians to be able to realize you're not alone in feeling the way that you're feeling to bounce ideas off of, to run client struggles by, to realize it's not just you that has clients that might be struggling with an area. Because for me, I felt I put a lot of that pressure on myself. So having other dietitians to talk to about that was a game changer. Yes, girl. That leads me into one of my favorite questions on the show that I ask everybody is how did then do you like to collaborate with fellow RDs? Like what would that look like for you slash where does your community come together? Yeah. So right now it's more so just behind the scenes community where I I'm in a couple memberships where we talk about clinical cases, review labs together. So just to get another set of eyes on the labs, I find really helpful and just boost my confidence but yeah. also just meeting with other dietitians on like a monthly, quarterly basis to check in with each other and see how each other are doing. But one thing I'm wanting to move more into is doing things like podcasts, being able to have these conversations for other people to listen to and for people to hear more about our discussions around nutrition. And I want to do more lives on Instagram and Facebook. I have a group that I'm trying to be more consistent with, but honing in on Instagram right now. So I would say that's where I'm opening up to is into more lives on social media. Sweet. Are there any RDs like in any specific niches that you'd want to do collaborations with on those platforms? So many. I would love (laughs) to, I mean, I'm open to working with anyone, honestly, if it's something that would align and be helpful for my clients, but Mm -hmm. I've, like RDs who are in the space more of fitness nutrition, I think that would be a good place to bring it in because I hear so many women with PCOS going to the gym so much and doing all this cardio and not seeing those results. So having an outside understanding and getting some more information about types of exercise that could be beneficial to them. So maybe some dietitians who are also, what's the word? personal trainers. (laughs) I would want to say physical therapists, but personal trainers. (laughs) So they have that exercise background as well. And other women or other RDs, I keep saying women because that's my clientele in the (laughs) hormone space and metabolism space. I think just getting other perspectives to be able to have those conversations is really helpful for 
clients to hear. Cool. Girl, I have like five people in mind that I'm definitely awesome. going to connect you with. I think you're right. Like community is so essential in whatever way, shape or form it is. If it's a Facebook group, if it's just a DM thread on Instagram with other people who are like-minded, if you're in a mastermind, whatever that looks like, it is so important to have mm-hmm. support on a regular basis as a solopreneur, hundred percent. Yeah. And I think it can look different for everyone. Some people thrive on their own and really just doing their own thing. Other people thrive with constant social interaction. I feel like I'm somewhere in yeah. the in between where I'm an extroverted introvert or whatever that's called. <laughs> so I like a little bit of community, but also like my alone time and to just like focus on my work, but having that balance and figuring out what works for you is I think really helpful. Totally. All right, Haley, where can fellow RDs reach out to you? The best place right now is probably Instagram. My current handle is just my name. So it's Haley, H-A-L-E-Y dot Gorelli, G-A-R-E-L-L-I. Or they can also reach out through email if that's easier for them, which my email is just info at HaleyGRD.com. Excellent. Haley, it's been a pleasure. I'm so happy that we connected and that we had this conversation today. Yeah, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Of course. All right, guys. Ciao. Talk to you next week. I feel like I learned something in every episode when I talk to RDs. What is crazy is that this is the last episode of the first season of the Dietitian Collaborative. And if you go back to episode one this season, you'll see and rather go back to episode one, listen through all these episodes, you'll see how vastly different we take approaches to health, to helping clients. And we all have our own stories, our own spins that we put on what we're doing and the reasons why we're helping our clients. But I think the key through all of it is that we just want to help others. And that's super freaking awesome. So let's do a quick recap on this episode with Haley. One, the more you can collaborate within your niche and learn from each other, the more people you'll be able to reach. Two, consistency is key. Three, people need to hear it over and over. So say it over and over. People need to hear it over and over. So say it over and over. And four, because why not? Building a community is essential. Damn. This was an amazing season of the Dietitian Collaborative, and don't worry, season two starts next week, so I will be back at it with more for the next season, which I'm super excited about. I'm actually incorporating more solo episodes because from the feedback you guys have been giving me, those are really valuable to you when I can teach you something or when we can chat about something and it comes away as something tangible that you can take away. So I'm really excited about that. And I will also be putting out a promo episode so that you guys can hear from all of the amazing RDs who will be on the second season of the Dietitian Collaborative. I can't believe that we've made it through the first season. It's been really successful thus far and I would really appreciate it that if you love it, if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts, it helps out the show so, so much. And if you feel really inclined, leave some notes, leave some words of wisdom. Uh, I believe you can also review it on Spotify now. So if you listen on Spotify, I would really love all the stars, all the stars on Spotify. That would be amazing. And I think the best of all is 
Just tell other people about this. If you really love this show, if you enjoy tuning in every week, share it with your RD bestie so we can truly grow this community and we can truly create the Dietitian Collaborative. Thanks, guys. Until next week, I hope you have a fantastic week. And if it fits into your schedule, I would love for you to be at the lunch chat on Monday, June 13th at 12 p.m. EST. The link for that is in the show notes. Ciao.